0: There I am. All right, there we are. So, those of you who have video can see me. I can't see you, but you can see me. I want to talk about the Cleveland Browns offensive line, and I predict that the Browns will make a move this offseason. They will unload some salary by trading an offensive lineman. How about that? I'm going to tell you why I believe that that's probably going to happen, and um, I'm not really happy about it. But I think that it's it's pretty much has to happen just because of the way that the salaries shake out. And um, well, we'll just see if I'm right. Let me present to you a PowerPoint. Present um, share screen a window. Here's my PowerPoint. And let's go to the slideshow from the beginning. Yeah, let's start out with some bad news, some things I don't like about the offensive line. It looks to me like there's some disf- dissatisfaction somewhere. We first of all found out that the uh, Cleveland Browns assistant offensive line coach Scott Peters is gone. We heard that earlier in the week. He worked with Bill Callahan in Cleveland, also with um, Alex Van Pelt, the offensive coordinator, and that's where he's going. He's going to be with... um, Uh, Van Pelt in New England. So Scott Peters is now in the New England Patriots organization. Um, Bill Callahan, of course, is going to work with his son over in Tennessee. Now, we we thought, okay, well, we understand that. He's, Bill wants to work with his son. Isn't that great? Well, of course, he could have done that in Cincinnati where his uh, son Brian was the offensive coordinator but he chose to keep you know the family thing separate and you know not um, you know work in the same team where they might butt heads and you know might have that that friction there they didn't want to do that in this family but now apparently it's okay now Peters is a really cool dude he was a football player fourth round draft pick for the Eagles played in the NFL also has an extensive Background in mixed martial arts, won two Brazilian Jiu Jitsu World Championships in submission grappling. I think that's awesome. All right. Thank you, Aaron Wilson at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL for tweeting that information for us. Also, you know, Mac the Buffalo at THA underscore Buffalo. Um, He had kind of the same comment, summarized it very well. It's weird that the Browns didn't want to keep Scott Peters in house. If they were so madly in love with Bill Callahan, why not keep the second-in-command in-house with the Browns? That didn't happen. Uh, And then he also predicted uh, that uh, the Browns would sign Andy Dickerson, predicted that. And he was right about that. So congratulations to you, Mac. You called that. So it just shows that apparently somebody didn't like somebody. Scott Peters and Callahan both left. Peters is not the father of Brian Callahan, not the father of Alex Van Pelt. He's just gone. So somebody was not happy with somebody. Was it Stefanski didn't like him? Or did he not like Stefanski? Something was wrong somewhere with the offensive line. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And um, okay. but um, So I'm saying that the Browns will trade an offensive lineman at some point before the start of the 2024 season. And really it's a no-brainer. The Browns' salary cap situation is very tight. So it is written, so it will come to pass. Those of you who have video can see my slide. And the reason, I think, is first and foremost that uh, Dewan Jones is just too big of a player. We can't sit him down on a bench. That's not going to happen. He's got to play. He can play right tackle. He can play left tackle. But he's going to play one of the tackle positions. Now, let's take a look at the cap hits. It's pretty obnoxious. Jed Wills is going to get $14.6 million. And that's because they uh, gave him his first round draft pick uh, option for the fifth year. And he's just going to get $14.6 million. Uh, Joel Betonio is due $12.1 million. Now, he can be traded. He's on the last year of a multi-year deal. And he's potentially tradable. Or They could even cut him and get some salary cap money back. He's the only one that's in that situation. Jack Conklin's cap hit is $12.0 million, and um, it will increase in the out years. Even though he's injured, he's got guaranteed money galore, and you just can't throw away guaranteed money and say, well, we don't want to pay Jack his money. You're going to pay Jack Conklin whether you want to or not, whether he's healthy or not. He's still going to get paid. Wyatt Teller is about the same amount of money, $11.6 million. And his money uh, goes up in 2024, 2025, and I think 2026. He gets a lot of money. And uh, they also get continue to get paid in uh, after they're gone. After the contract is over, they continue to have money charged against the cap thanks to the voidable years, um, which makes no sense. But you're allowed to spread the bonus over more years than they are actually playing for your team. That's a new contract innovation that the NFL made up a few years ago. And it's crazy, but you can basically, it's like a charge card for football players. Um, it just doesn't make sense that you would have four guys making $11.6 million or higher trying to play three positions. That's too much money uh, for three positions. Somebody has got to be moved. But to make a trade, the Browns would have to restructure their deals and they would have to contribute their share of the guaranteed money in order to induce the new team to accept those players. Um, So they're not going to get all the money back. It's not going to be some kind of bonanza where they get lots of money for giving up one of these players. They might get, let's say, half of that money back, probably not even that much. And it's not going to be a first-round draft pick, not going to be a second-round draft pick, but we're talking somebody that might be a day three draft pick, and you'll be horrified when that happens. But that's what it means that you know when you clear salary cap room, you make a salary cap deal, and it looks like a terrible deal, but you're you're getting money back that you can spend on. Um, Another player, or just cover the due bills that are coming due. That's what the Browns have. They're spending at this point overspending their 2024 budget, and they need to make some cuts in order for that to happen or restructure somebody to do something. All right, so let's talk about uh, the overall situation. Again, I've got a tweet by Mac the Buffalo. Has, Really some good things to say this week. And, uh, you know, the tough decision, DeJuan Jones was named All-Rookie by the Pro Football Writers Association, and he was the best player on the offensive line overall, probably. Jed Wills had the fifth-year option picked up. Jack Conklin's contract can't be voided until 2027. Good Lord, even though he has had health issues. So who are you going to, you know, what are you going to do? Okay, Mac, my answer is they're going to have to move somebody. That's just not tolerable. Um, and um, also POSIC, by the way, Ethan Posick is the starting center. There's no doubt about that. And uh, he, his contract is not that huge. So we're really talking about you have the option of Petonio, Conklin, Teller, and Wills. They have to fight for three remaining positions. You can move people around. Possibly you could have a tackle play guard. Um, uh, People might think that, oh, gosh, we can't do that. Their ego won't be able to tolerate it if we move one of the tackles to play guard. I think they could probably figure that out. But more likely, I think that one of the big salaries is going to be traded somehow. They're going to be um, moving to a different organization. Okay, I want to take a break right here, uh, talk about uh, some of the charities that the Cleveland Browns are involved with. This is Jump Start and the Cleveland Browns. This is an organization or alliance that's intended to advanced entrepreneurship and economic equity across greater Cleveland. So they're looking to help out small businesses that maybe don't have a great amount of capital to start up and trying to promote that, especially among some of the economically depressed communities in uh, Cleveland. I think you know where they are, and what they're about. Um, and they're, they host a small business training camp at First Energy Stadium. This is where young people especially will learn the fundamentals of running a small business, and they get industry-specific mentors and business coaches. So that will be a cool thing. We don't have the date yet for the 2024 camp. They did have it in 2023. It was a cool thing, well attended. And when we find out about that, we'll post the date for 2024, keep uh, eye peeled for that. All right, so we'll pause for a few uh, seconds on most of the platforms that carry our show. On some of the platforms, we'll have commercials for maybe a minute or two, and uh, we'll be right back. Thank you, everybody. Let's pause. Okay, and we are back. Thank you for our sponsors, and thank you for our fans for listening in. Let's talk about Jack Conklin. Jack is a former uh, pro bowler, and uh, I believe he made all pro as well. In fact, I think he did with Cleveland, right? And uh, But he's had some injuries. He had, uh, uh, in 2018, he injured his left ACL. 2022 with the Browns, he injured the patellar tendon in his right knee. So he got the left knee injured, then the right knee. And then in 2023, he injured that same ACL that he injured in 2018, as well as the MCL this time. So that's a reconstructive knee surgery. Um, That's not good when you have that that, uh, second uh, surgery on the ACL. There are players that have had careers with uh, multiple ACL surgeries on the same knee. It's not common, but it has happened. So we do think there's a chance for Jack to make it back. But let's forget even about the injuries, but look at the amount of money that's involved. Would anybody in the NFL really trade for a guy who has three years and $51 million remaining on his deal? That's a huge amount of money. Uh, Patriots fans are tweeting about how they think it would be great to go trade for Jack Conklin. I don't really think that that's going to happen unless the Browns are able to sweeten the deal by paying for part of his contract somehow. Um, it just There's just too much money invested in Jack Conklin to be able to move. Him. Nobody else would be crazy enough to give him that much money. I don't believe that New England even with Alex Van Pelt as the offensive coordinator, is going to be able to get that kind of money uh, for Jack to change teams. So uh, Carlos at L-O-S-T-A-L-K-S-P-A-T-S at Los Talks Pats, I don't believe that uh, your dream of having Jack Conklin play on the Patriots is realistic unless they can find a way for – jack to be traded and have the browns uh, subsidize that trade in some kind of major way i think it's more likely that the browns are going to be stuck with that big contract that nobody else would touch it and uh, we'll just have to see if he can play with those reconstructive knee surgeries i think there is a chance that he could play but i still think even if he's completely healthy that's a crazy deal that he got and not that many teams would will be willing to spend that kind of money, um, even as as good as he is. All right, so um, yeah, so Dewan Jones, this is afternoon drive at afternoon nine two three fan, and Dewan Jones has really been uh, impressive at right tackle. That's probably what. Who's going to start, in my opinion? I don't believe that uh, Jack Conklin is going to be the odd man out. I believe, however, that they might move Jack inside if they um, are able to uh, to uh, retain. You know, if they're not able to work out some kind of deal, and I don't think they will, they might consider moving him inside, or they might take uh, Dewan Jones move him to left tackle and see if they can work something out with uh, Jed Wills. So let's talk about left tackle. How well do we like Jed Wills at left tackle? Uh, He did not have a good year in 2023. A lot of people were unhappy with the way he played. It seemed like he had a lot of trouble with uh, defensive linemen moving laterally. He does have a contract with the Browns in his fifth year. He was signed to that fifth-year option for $14.6 million. That's a huge amount of money. But his level of play seemed to diminish in 2023 rather than uh, seeing him get better. He wound up on IR with a knee injury. And I just wonder how healthy he was at any point in 2023. I don't see why he would have been better, let's say, two or three years ago and become worse in 2023. I think he might have been unhealthy to agree the whole season, and I'm not sure if we've ever seen Jed Wills at his best. So that's what I'm hoping for. I hope that we'll see some improvement in Wills in 2024. Um, I, I, don't, I don't have that automatic um, negative view of him as a player, although I would agree with his critics that he did not have a good year last season. So what about the guards? Well, we've got these huge contracts. Joel Batonio um, is in his last season uh, on his current contract, but he missed time uh, for the first time. Ever really, you know, he had six thousand eight hundred forty-six consecutive snaps. That's a crazy number. Remember that um, Joe Thomas has the NFL record over ten thousand snaps, but Joel Batonio was more than halfway there, which is really impressive. Now he can actually be cut after June first. I don't think that the Browns will cut him, but they could. And uh, they could save money on the 2024 cap. So that also means that they could trade him and potentially save money uh, on a cap. And so I think, yeah, you know what? That's kind of possible that they might think about something like that. Um, trade has got to be the better option, and that would clear some room. Um, we'll see how that can, can work out um Wyatt Teller's contract okay it looks pretty benign 11.9 million dollars this season that seems like a fair amount for a guy that was a pro Bowl alternate in 2024 and um you know he's been there uh, before so he's really a threat to be a pro bowler in 2024 but he gets um 11.9 million this year that escalates to $14.4 million in 2025. And then in 2026, he's due $19.6 million, 19.6 million for a guard. So his, his uh, level of uh, pay is going to go up faster than the salary cap. So he's going to be more and more expensive in the future. I think that's going to make teams shy away from him in any kind of deal, unless, again, the Browns would have to find some way to uh, contribute to his care and feeding with a new team. They would have to find some way to restructure his contract and they would have to pay down part of it in order for him to change teams. Center position, of course, there's another star that uh, really flourished under the uh, Bill Callahan system. That would be Ethan Posick. He was sort of a journeyman center with uh, Seattle, I believe and when he came to cleveland all of a sudden he was a threat to go to the pro bowl and uh, i think he was an alternate uh, this season if i'm not mistaken and um he's got a three-year 18 million dollar contract um not bad he's got four million in 2024 8 million in 2025 and then he's got another four million dollars in voidable years you know when he's when his contract is over he's still going to get paid or at least the the uh, salary cap will continue to be charged. He doesn't actually get that money. He already has pocketed his bonus, um, but he he not all of his money is guaranteed. However, so I think he could also be traded. Uh, I'm not sure that he's the guy that the Browns need to trade. However, he doesn't save that much money against the cap. There, there's <clears throat> excuse me. There's plenty of guys who can play center for the Browns. We don't know. How well, but uh, in limited opportunities, uh, Nick Harris has looked pretty good. He's a free agent, however. Same with Michael Dunn, the veteran. I think he's age 30. He's played uh, center in the preseason games, done a good job. He's played guard during the regular season, however. That seems to be his natural position, and he's done a good job uh, as a replacement for Joel Batonio. Luke Weipler. Dawson Deaton and Drew Forbes have also played center at various times for the Cleveland Browns in the preseason. They could be candidates uh, to make the team. But the point is there's a lot of guys that can play center for the Browns, and I'm not sure they need to sign all of the free agents, and they have uh, plenty of help back there. Uh, More bodies that can play center than they really need. And why do they draft these guys if they're not going to keep them? Um, so, they may wa- wave goodbye to the veterans, I think. So, conclusions Browns need to get younger. They've got too many old guys, and especially old guys that are getting paid more and more each year with these escalating contracts. That's really sad to say, but Andrew, those are dumb contracts. Good Lord. They got to clear some cap room in order to survive. They will have to trade some of these linemen, or at least one, I think. Uh, other teams will need to be incentivized to deal with the Browns. In other words, that they're going to have to contribute some cash in order to offload these uh, contracts. We're not going to get first and second round draft picks for all pro guards. We're going to get like maybe a fifth or sixth round pick, something like that. And we're going to have to pay like $5 million or something uh, in order to bring the salary cap uh, expense to the new team down to something favorable. And uh, so the Browns cap will go down too because the Browns are due like $12 million on some of these linemen. So they'll, they'll, they'll need to share some of that savings with the team that they're trading with. So, all right. So the, the uh, Titans with uh, Callahan and the Patriots with Van Pelt are teams that might be especially interested in Browns players because they know them so well. Uh, we'll see about that. Browns have mostly escalating deals. In, in other words, with salaries that are higher in the next year than they are in the present year and they keep on going up year after year Uh, they have avoidable years that make it hard to trade players for anything reasonable so they're they're long-term commitments in other words and the further out they are the greater the commitment so i think yeah i don't know if i think that that's really such a great idea that's what the browns have done though in order to afford to have a really good team In 2023, Uh, 2024 is the year that they wave goodbye to uh, free agents and don't replace them, at least not to the same extent that we're used to seeing. So, there you have it. Uh, The... um, The team needs to get younger. The team needs to do something about the salary cap. I mentioned in the last show that they are currently well above the permissible level for a salary cap. They will need to restructure. They will need to extend uh, individuals in order to have a football team in 2024. I think if they restructure or extend or both uh, Deshaun Watson, that will basically cover the minimum that they need to do in order to play football in Cleveland in 2024. But in order to actually sign new players, they're going to have to come up with some innovative approaches and they're going to have to trade players, uh, restructure players that they don't really want to do that with. So. Um, we might see somebody like Wyatt Teller or Joel Betonio uh, leave the Browns organization, not because the Browns want to trade them, but they feel that they have to in order to maintain the business. So I wish I had better news. Uh, don't mean to be a prophet of doom, and I don't think it really is doom. I just think that that you have to invest your money carefully in the NFL. I think you have to be prepared to... Uh, Put together a team kind of ad hoc in a 17-game season. The Browns did a great job last year getting uh, players like Kareem Hunt and uh, Joe Flacco after the bell, plus their special teams players, a kicker and punter, they signed um, as they went along. And um, if you can do stuff like that, then you can still play football in uh, December and January, and that's where the the uh, seasons are often won. So I think you need to save some money, just have some cash in the bank and um, see if you need it um, when you get there. Uh, if you have a losing season, maybe you don't spend that money, but if you you have a legitimate shot at the Super Bowl, you spend it, and try to get those key players, do it in a smart way, and you have a puncher's chance to win. So, yeah, I'm kind of uh, pessimistic about what I see and the decisions that were made on the coaching staff. But the Browns do have enough talented players, enough Pro Bowl level players on the team that they have a legitimate chance to win. Okay, that concludes what I had to say. Everybody have a great week. Have a great weekend. Let's look forward to the Super Bowl. Well, you know, I, I love the Super Bowl, but it's also the end of the NFL until September. So it's kind of bittersweet. Uh, we'll have to see how the Spring League pans out. That's kind of like minor league baseball, except that it's football. There will be players that um, will be taken from the Spring League who will play in the NFL. So I'm not going to laugh at them. The uh, Browns got like the Ernest Johnson. And uh, they also were able to uh, I think we had three players uh, that the Browns were able to take from minor leagues and uh, they were able to play at a reasonable level in the uh, in the NFL. So I think that they need to consider those potential sources of talent. Um, Garrett Gilbert came from uh, the the uh, Association of American Football, the AAF, I think. So I thought he was a pretty good quarterback. Still think that he ought to get a shot. But anyway, that's all I got for right now. Everybody, have a great weekend. Uh, can't wait for the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you for tuning in. Bye for now.